we're in another week. We're in, we're in another week of head wraps and headaches. So, <laughs> welcome back. And if you're new, welcome to Head Wraps and Headaches. I'm your host, Erica Johnson, a.k.a. Filtered Specs. Here on this podcast, I talk about my mental health journey where you just, where y'all are going to follow my life as a young black queer college student, just trying to make it day by day, you know, trying to deal with my mental health and just, you know, just trying to get my life together. You feel me? Y'all, I just want to say before you even get started with this show is thank you, thank you, thank you to all the beautiful people who tuned into last week's episode i am like still overwhelmed on cloud like 27 i surpassed cloud nine you feel me i like i said like i told y'all like last week i never thought i'd be able to like have a podcast because i just doubt my abilities too much i never you know i never think i'm able to do anything i always think i'm like trash at things yada 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 but you know I kind of shut that voice down and I was like let's get into it like let's let's do it you know depression anxiety almost had to grow this week I wasn't going to record you know depression was like "Mm, you sure you want to do that because I feel like this bed is where you need to be you know anxiety had me fucked up she was talking about some oh yeah are you sure you want to record did you hear how your voice sounded last week hmm it's not even organized so are you sure you even want to continue but i had to shut that shit down because you know what i have to keep telling myself that i'm amazing in the midst of those two trying it and me okay but like i said i am just so so grateful for the folks that tuned in via either itunes spotify i didn't see any analytics so far for google play music but that's okay because i just added it on there um so i didn't see any analytics but that's okay because i'm still grateful I I just want to thank you guys so, 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 so much. I thank you all because I know not everyone identifies as a guy because we're inclusive on this podcast, period. Like, I just want to thank you. And if you hear noise in the background, that's just my mom. She's a baker, so she is rumbling all through the kitchen. And I don't have, like, a podcast studio, so, like, you know, you get the raw unedited, Okay. But yes, thank you all so much for tuning in last week. Thank you so much for all your feedback, all your plays, all your just reposts. I reposted majority all of them from what I know. And I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much. The support is unmatched. Like, you know how, like, you know you have, like, support, but you just didn't know it just comes at you in such, like, I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. And I'm just very grateful for you all for just hanging out with me and following, following me on this journey um this is something I'm still really proud of myself for doing because I never thought I would be able to just have a podcast and just share my story but yeah all right but enough of me rambling we're gonna get into this week's episode I actually want to introduce and it's just where I take a few seconds and maybe even up to a minute to just recalibrate reset because you know my mind is racing like Hussein Bolt it's like it's, it's running it's running in the marathon it's just not stopping all right and I feel like a lot of times we're always on the go we're just rushing we're not present in the moment that we're in so if I'm consuming this podcast or if I'm dishing out if you're consuming you know I want us to all be here be present I know of course you know we all got each other's lives you know whether you're doing laundry cooking dinner listening to us you know you do what you need to do but I appreciate you for tuning in 
but I want this moment to be kind of like a reset so we can just like get started and just get to know like what's going on for this week already. So the first thing first I want to do for my mindful moment is I actually want to try a breathing exercise. Like normally I don't do this. So I know I said like, you know, oh, we're doing a mindful moment together. But this is mainly for me to learn how to like chill the fuck out before I do my podcast. But um, but yeah, so I saw this on Queer Eye actually by Jonathan Van Ness. So shout out to him. He is amazing. Um, so what he did was he held his left nostril and he breathed like in and out about I think like three or four times and I think he said that when you hold the left nostril like it sends like a signal to your brain to like chill out I don't know how accurate that is but we're just gonna go with it for this week um so yeah so if you have the time um to do this you know want to make sure you know you're not busy you know if you're driving you know keep both hands on the wheel <laughs> uh so we're just gonna hold our left nostril and you're gonna hear me talk like this but we're going to just breathe in and out so we can just, you know, get our get our minds together. All right. So we're going to just breathe in and maybe hold that for like three seconds. So breathe in. Hold it. One, two, three. Breathe out. All righty. We're going to breathe in. Hold it for three seconds. One, two, three. Breathe out. All right. Uh, we're going to do it again. Breathe in. Breathe out. All right. I want to do one more time. Breathe in. One, two, three. And breathe out. Oh wow, that actually pretty worked. That that worked. I'm actually like kind of relaxed now. Um, I don't know. I don't remember if he did the other nostril. Um, you're more than welcome to, but we're just gonna we're gonna skip that for uh, <laughs> we're gonna skip that for now. And I'll make sure to put this mindful moment in the um, description box so that way, if you just wanna practice more mindfulness meditation. Or just a reset, you know, do what you need to do. I'll put this in the description below so that way we can just practice more mindfulness and just, you know, get ourselves together. Woosah. Alrighty. So that's it for this week's mindful moment. Um, as the weeks go on, I will, you know, try to think of some stuff that gets us very open to feedback. So don't forget to email the show at headwraps and headaches pod at gmail.com that will be linked in the description below as well so if there's like a mindful moment you're like yo erica we need to like breathe in and out and stretch out for like two seconds we breathe in and out we stretch it out for two seconds if we are just you know oh sorry y'all just cracked my knuckles <laughs> or if we just need to write down three things that make us a bad bitch we write down three things that make us a bad bitch actually i think i may do that because yeah i like that Alrighty, but yes that is it for mindful moments so we are actually going to get into our next segment nor news yes you've heard it right nor news and for those of you who don't know what nor means nor in I think in French means black. So 
Black News. So pretty much this is a segment where I'm going to highlight amazing, amazing just black people just doing incredible ass dope shit and just talk about us because you know if we not going to gas ourselves up nobody else will and I feel like I want this podcast to just highlight just black people just doing amazing ass shit granted yes I make my podcast for everyone and a mama cool but this is going to be dedicated to black people because black people deserve love and we deserve the spotlight as well okay now that we you know have a little disclaimer set the first thing in nor news we are actually going to actually want to take this time in nor news to actually highlight an unfortunate story for an 11 year old boy by the name of karan brown um i believe on i think it was last thursday I think it was on last Thursday, um, this young man was shot down amongst like a bunch of other people in a car. Apparently there was a disagreement with some folks and he was unfortunately hit. Now, I just, when I heard this story, I, I just, I was just numb. I was numb because I'm tired of our children dying and I'm, I'm really tired of going on the news or like on Twitter and just being like, oh, like 14 year old girl shot, 16 year old non-binary child shot, like four year old trans woman shot. Like I'm tired. Like I, it, like it makes me sick to my stomach to keep like hearing that. And I just, I don't, I'm just tired of hearing it. So. I already know, like, my condolences and love, and it can only go but so far. Like, solidarity, action, and justice are the only thing I can only imagine to bring this family peace. I hope this family gets the justice that they deserve because this is ridiculous. We have to stop. And this happened in our own backyard. This happened in D.C. I live in Maryland. This happened in D.C. Like, let's... Let's let's stop killing our black and brown babies because this this is this is getting fucking ridiculous. Gun control needs to happen now. Reform needs to happen now. Progress needs to happen now. Action needs to happen now. It's like how many like protests are we going to go to before all of our kids are gone? You know what I'm saying? Like this this is the shit that just needs to fucking stop because I can only imagine what a mother or not even a mother just like a parent or guardian must go through when they lose a child or something they're very very close to I don't even want to imagine that type of pain you know like and I know some people say like oh we're supposed to like our parents are supposed to like outlive us but you know sometimes the situations like children go before their parents or their guardians and it's just very sad and unfortunate and like I said I just I know like I said my love and condolences can only go so far but I just wish the family nothing but like love, condolences, and if we just, I don't know, it's just, it's just a lot, and I, I don't know, y'all, it's just, it's just a lot, like my heart is just, it gets heavier and heavier as the days go on, but um, I actually wanted to take this time to, um, just give Karan Brown just a few moments of uh, silence because I believe he deserves that. So um, wherever you are, if you if you're able to, um, like either like close your eyes or just like 
open your eyes and just, you know, just take the time to just give that moment. Let's just take about a couple seconds just to do that. Alrighty. Alrighty, um, thank you all so much for um, sharing that space with me and just giving that moment of silence to Karan Brown and his family. Um, Karan, if you're looking down or if whatever your faith is, lovely, I wish you nothing but healing and hopefully, um, you know, uh, you're doing better up there. So. Because uh, I didn't know, I don't know him at all. But it's just whenever I hear about like another like child, especially like a little black and brown child, like my heart just it just weeps. Especially our black boys and black men because they are dying at an alarming rate and it is ridiculous. So lovely. Um, I wish rest in power. Already, already. Um. I know it just got kind of like dark, but like I said, we do need to like bring awareness into the highlight and no matter what your platform is, whether it's my platform here, just like on a podcast, just talking shit and talking about my mental health to, um, to just simply, um, on a Twitter post, just saying RIP or just attending a rally or something. We all have like a voice and we should definitely be using it. Um, but yes, I want to kind of like change the mood a bit. And we're actually going to talk about the one and the only Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter. I'm going to say that again because I don't think y'all heard me in the back. Beyonce, Giselle Knowles Carter. Okay, Beyonce Giselle Norris Carter on Friday, July 19th, 2019, decided to press her Jimmy Choo stiletto firmly on my neck and many others' necks in the nation with the gift album, which was truly the gift because Beyonce herself is a gift, but her products are gifts okay like i'm i'm so fucking tired of beyonce like she's starting to piss me off because i love her so much because i just want to breathe that's it all i want to do is breathe i just want a lit like a tiny like a skosh of oxygen i just need to look i just need like a skosh of o2 that's it all i need is a skosh of o2 all right nothing more nothing less like your girl just wants a little just to breathe all right but beyonce said bitch no my neck your neck will be pressed on by my shoe all right whatever shoe she decides to wear whether that's valentino jimmy choo i don't know if people even wear jimmy choo but i'm just say that designer because you know i'm not fancy like that or her chanel pump because god damn it that was such an amazing album like i'm sick of her like i'm sick of her like and then she brings the the empress blue ivy carter like what like what like beyond we are not deserving because let me tell y'all 
Beyonce stresses me out because she's giving us, she gave, sorry, she gave us two full albums. She gave us Baychella and she gave us The Gift. And then she produced two films, Baychella, the film on Netflix, which you can watch now. Okay. And if you don't have a subscription, you need to ask somebody to go over their house and watch it. Okay. And then she gives us the live action remake of The Lion King, a classic bop from 94. I think that was the year it came out. But like, like, how does she constantly just step on our necks and have no mercy? Like, it's just at this point, I just think Beyonce is just a bully. She just likes to see me cry and just fangirl of her because it's like, I'm tired I'm y'all I'm exhausted like Beyonce give me some O2 please like I am begging I just want to breathe okay like I just I just want a break all right Beyonce like we get it like you're that bitch period and if you ever thought there was somebody else you're sadly mistaken because your faith could what I don't think it, you heard yeah your faith could never I'm gonna say that to my your fave could never okay all right period like your fave could never like she always does it she never misses okay as long as beyonce's been into the game she never never ever misses and i don't know how she does it but you know that's not for me to know all I want from Beyonce is just breath. That's all I want is O2. All right. That's all. That's all I want from her. That's all I want. That's all I want. That's all I want. Okay. I'm tired of it because she gave me this album in a time that I didn't think I even deserved this album. Beyonce is being generous. And this makes me nervous because y'all know how this bitch is. First of all, because I don't know what the fuck is on that damn MacBook Pro, but it's producing artistry okay and i'm scared that beyonce is going to give us two films um she's giving us two films she's giving us two albums she has that um partnership with adidas and some other stuff we probably don't know about and i'm afraid we're not going to hear from this bitch until the twins are in the fourth grade okay and the twins y'all already know sir and rumi carter i'm afraid okay i love beyonce but i don't want her to go into hiding that's the that's kind of like how I feel about like Adele. Like she'll give you a nice bop in the fall, winter, make you feel your emotions and then she'll go away and like come back another four or five years. All right. She'll go from 19 to 21 and then I don't know where else she's going from there. But it's like she, she don't be, she like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want Beyonce to hibernate and to completely disappear because Beyonce will be petty and give us all of this. Be like, oh my God, Beyonce, yes. Oh my gosh, Beyonce, yes. And then she, we won't hear from this bitch until the twins are in the fourth grade. And then I'm going to be over here crying like, where's Beyonce? While as I'm playing bigger, like five, six years from now. And I, I just, I like, I like, I can't with her. And I'm just going to go a little bit into this track list i'm not gonna go over all of it because i know there's reviews everywhere but i'm just gonna talk about the songs that just like just fed my spirit okay so first of all beyonce has the nerve to start off this album with james earl jones okay who is the only mufasa 
period all right like she starts off with she starts off with james earl jones and just you know balance you know because that's what we're going to need in order to listen to this um album this she's about to give us harmony okay how does one person give you soul give you gospel r&b and afro beats on one album and this is a soundtrack okay this is soundtrack beyonce this is not even her just beyonce self-titled dangerously in love sasha fish no this is soundtrack beyonce my sis is multi-dimensional okay she has layers get into it period she starts off this album with bigger that makes me cry like to say like you are part of something way bigger like i am so over her because she starts off with bigger that just gets you into a mood all right you start to cry at least i did and then you know she has more interludes by james earl jones and like other artists and then find your way back and she just brings like these afro beats and she's just highlighting all this amazingness i'm like excuse me excuse me pardon ma'am ma'am you can't keep doing ma'am excuse excuse me excuse me like you can't keep doing this you can't keep doing this okay and then she has all of these amazing tracks by tracks it's like hit after hit by artists i haven't even heard of but i'm downloading the music i'm like oh yes she's shining a light on artists from africa who are doing the fucking thing period like tiara whack is on this like tiara whack is on this project somebody named tila savage like i don't even know who half of these people and i know tiara whack is i just don't even know who these people like chiwetel ijo for y'all i'm so sorry if i butcher these names I, i'm a big stickler on pronouncing names and i know i just fucked that up i'm so sorry um y'all can like email me like the correct pronunci pronunciation well, I can talk today. See the, see what Beyonce does? See what she does? She catches my tongue and she steps on my neck. That's what she does. Okay? But yeah, like I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna learn these names. But the song, the songs, because there are three that are my top three. Let's start off with um uh Mood Forever. Y'all, Beyonce was talking her shit on this project, okay? Because Beyonce is a mood. Like, she is a mood. Like, everybody wants to be her. Everybody loves her. She's an amazing mother. She's an amazing... First of all, outside of her titles, because I feel like sometimes, like, when we start complimenting people, we just start going off with their titles. She's just an amazing person, her entire being is just beautiful, okay? And that is just on top of her being, of course, like an amazing mother, entrepreneur, and just original, like, badass. You know, she's, like, she's a part of the membership of, like, the Pressing Your Neck Society because that's what she does. She presses on your neck. And she's either you get it together or you just, you just, you just fall behind. And we never seem to get it together. Like, we're all with it. Oh, you're unprepared for being. Nobody's ever prepared for Beyonce she comes when she wants to and you just accept it how it comes and that's what it's gonna be all right so a mood forever there was this lot these lines that she said and I will preach she said why would you try me 
why would you bother? I am Beyonce, Giselle knows Giselle knows Carter. I don't think y'all heard me. She said, why would you try me? Why would you bother? I, I, okay, me, I am Beyonce. Giselle knows Carter. So if you didn't know how much of a bad bitch I was, let me put it in a song for you with lyrics for you to follow along so you don't get me fucked up. All right, so you don't get me fucked up because y'all keep getting my girl messed up. All right, Beyonce is that bitch, period. All right, I know y'all gonna start hearing my she's saying period because it, it just adds, okay? It because it applies. I'm sick of her because she's everything to me. All right, Beyonce knew what the fuck she was doing on this album, and I'm get oh, I'm getting emotional because it is just so good, it is just so good. Like, if you haven't, for some for some of y'all who haven't, quote-unquote, gotten into Beyonce, get it together, all right? Reevaluate your life and get it together. Because Beyonce is a part of my mental health. Like, she helps me on my mental health. She actually, it's, it's a two-way street. Like, she stresses me out, and, you know, stressing's not good for your mental health. But then she also uplifts me, which is great for your mental health. So I don't know how that works, but I make it work. Because she's Beyonce, and I'm going to make it work for her. That's that on that. Okay? But why would you try her? Because y'all, y'all not. Y'all ain't got nothing to say. Y'all ain't got nothing to say. You ain't got nothing to say. But uh, that's that on that. Moving on. Actually, I'm going to hold on Brown Skin Girl because I have a little bit of a, little bit of a, little bit of a rant about Brown Skin Girl. And I'm going to tell y'all in a minute. All right. But we're going to jump to already. Already, like, I don't. I don't understand like where she got this Afro beat inspiration, but be, like if you don't want to dance when you hear already, you just not feeling it already. Oh, I'm all ready to listen to this music. That's that's that. I am ready, Beyonce. I'm ready, okay, ma'am. I'm ready. I'm prepared. I'm here for what you, okay. Like she she did what she had to do on this song. This song is so good. Like if you, you just like you like hey ah oh eh ah god like she like this is the that's the type of music that she this that's those sound effects, that's what you do when you listen to it already. Like I like my head hurts because it's just such an amazing work of art. Like it it is so it's so good. It is so good. And of course, like Spirit, of course, Spirit, because of course, like, you know, Spirit came out a little bit early, earlier, but it's just like, ooh, Spirit just, it hits your spirit, you know? It's it's so good. But now I want to get into Brown Skin Girl, okay? Because Brown Skin Girl, for me, was so uplifting. It was so powerful. It was very exciting. I was like, if I ever doubted, like, my blackness for one second, Beyonce just added more value to that. Like, girl, you are a brown-skinned girl. Best thing in the world. Like, period. Like, my melanin is rich. Like, for those of you who don't know, you can probably tell by the cover, but I am of darker skin complexion. You know, I'm dark skin. all right? Melanin is rich, all right? be a little like we're a little toasty and that's fine because you know what it's beautiful I had a when I was growing up 
you know, I had problems with my dark skin. I always wanted to be light skin, but you know, that's not what this episode is about because that's a whole podcast in colorism, all right? Because we we're gonna we're gonna pitch a little bit into that, but we're not gonna go too in because we don't want to segue from what this actual uh, podcast is about from my unwrapped and unpacked segment. But anywho, anywho, howsoever, <clears throat> brown skin girl is so amazing like when i was younger this is the song that i needed to hear this is the song they need to say like erica you are beautiful like you are the best thing in the world like your skin is just like pearls like it's delicate it's beautiful like come on now come on like beyonce wrote this song for me of course i like she didn't really write it for me but i feel like she wrote it for me and he wrote that song for me and all the other little chocolate skin girls out there all the caramel and darker skin girls you know like if y'all use fancy beauty you know for our 440s and down she wrote that for us for the lupitas for the kelly rollins for the erica johnson she wrote that for me Beyonce, she wrote that song for me she wrote it for me she wrote it for me she wrote it for all the kelly rollins all the lupitas all the naomi campbells all the naima tangs like she wrote that all the ducky thoughts like she wrote that for us okay but some of y'all <laughs> some of y'all got a little bit confused okay why is it <laughs> and i'ma just you know i'ma just you know talk a little bit on it because i have a segment where i dedicate this type of ranty ishness for but why is it that when Beyonce or anybody for that general for, in that matter like rights or targets against somebody who is dark skin in a positive way all right like it's clear what type of women she was talking about in that song why is it that lighter skinned women or lighter skinned non-dark women of color get so offended or even white women just why like why can I have like a two-minute song that just says I'm the best thing in the world because in society y'all think otherwise like let's talk about it like I just don't understand like just because Beyonce said brown skin girl doesn't she did not say I hate light skin girls I don't like women of color in the world she did not say that okay she said she loves brown skin girls and there's nothing wrong with that Beyonce is of like she's like a caramel complexion but at the same time it's like nothing is wrong with shedding light on darker skinned people because the darker you are the more problems you tend to have in society and that's that on that and like I said we can talk about that but that's not in this week's episode because baby can we talk about it because she was targeting this song to darker skinned black women and some of y'all are making these like petitions and going on Twitter. You got your YouTubers talking about Beyonce doesn't like lighter skinned people. Girl, if you don't get the hell on somewhere when half of the market is targeted towards you and being a quote unquote beautiful light skinned joint or a red bone or desirable, like we're not going to do that, okay? Let's not do that, okay? Let's not Debbie in somebody else's oppression for your ego okay we're not doing that all right we're not doing that so for all my brown skin girls and you know we can have our moment because beyonce said so and i don't understand what what your problem is but y'all need to tighten up tighten it up 
all right but yeah y'all that's that's just what i want to say on brown skin girl because some of y'all are confused all right a little dizzy because we just we just not doing that we just not doing that like let's just celebrate let's just celebrate you know dark-skinned women because y'all already know the problem with saying that's like if she said light skin girls your skin just like pro. most people know the issue with that there's no issue with saying dark skin girls because not a lot of times dark skinned women are not appreciated it and that's that lighter skinned women are all right so relax you know take a chill pill drink some wine should eat a fucking cube of cheese and chill out because y'all y'all trying it okay <sighs> my gosh anywho all right but um but yeah like it <laughs> anywho we not gonna harp too much on that but listen to the album it is completely amazing i love it i completely obsessed blue ivy once again, if you think her mom presses her, um, if you think her mom presses her heel on my neck, Blue Ivy presses her sketcher on my left arm. She said, oh, did you want your left arm? You're not getting it today. Sorry. Sketcher's here instead. So, yeah, she probably don't even wear sketchers because she probably like, what is a sketcher? But, but y'all, y'all get what I'm saying. I just, whew. I can't, I can't, like, but alrighty, this is, this wraps up this segment of Nora News, uh, tune in next week for some more Nora, for some more Nora News, that was a little bit of a tongue twister, but yes, if you have any, like, amazing black people you would like to highlight, and um just completely uh celebrate like let me know oh 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 as somebody else i wanted to highlight in nor news how can i fucking forget my girl lex bratcher for those of you who don't know the name one do your research get into it lex is an amazing talented badass woman from the fucking dmv she is a rapper and y'all when i tell y'all this girl spits so fucking hard it is like ridiculous like no bitch can compare like the shit that is out there that y'all hear in the rap game now she would eat everybody up in two seconds like a couple of songs that are my favorite are like the plan and jet ski which you can find on soundcloud and itunes so get into it i will look at I will link her, um, her information below. But y'all, she just, re um, she just uh, released like a new, uh, project. Let me actually get the name of it because, y'all, I'm so, I'm so fucking proud of her. Like she, like she is amazing. Like she is simply amazing. And I like I can't wear her. Like, 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 I can't. Like, no, like, no bitch can compare. It's called Get Some Help. All right? It's called Get Some Help. All right? And she's available on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. It's called Get Some Help. The video just dropped last night. I will link her, her um, Instagram below. But she's a part of my Nor News because I said so. Okay? 
she's simply amazing and yes already so now this officially wraps up <clears throat> nor news um yeah so you know in this podcast like you all heard like last week i have this segment called unwrap and unpack for those of you who are new to the show this is a segment where I simply just take a topic that has either like affected like my mental health or something that should just probably just be discussed in general about anything like mental health like related. So for those of you, you know, as you can read the title, Head Wraps and Headaches, sometimes, you know, my head wrap just be on a little bit too tight, my thoughts are racing, and I just need to relieve the pressure. So unwrap and unpack is for me to unwrap my headache, unwind, and just talk about topics that are affecting me or I feel like are affecting folks within like the mental health community. Alrighty, so this week's topic in our unwrap and unpack segment is the definition of what is your best self. And just to do for some context, I actually had a conversation with my good friend Cece the other day. Shout outs to you. Um, I'll link her um I'll link her information in the description box as well. She's an amazing writer and poet. Like, this girl, she can just... You know how, like, a painter can just, like, use... You know, can pick up, like, a paintbrush and just make a masterpiece? That's what this girl can do with her words. Like, she is incredible. Like, she's amazing. She's amazing, like, black woman. She's amazing, like, black gay woman. Like, she's just out here, like, doing the damn thing. And, like, she... She's just awesome. And it's just so great having conversations with her because I'm my mind is always like, <sighs> but yeah, but we were just having a discussion about like childhood, like past traumas, like how's her life going? And then she just said a quote that really like resonated with me to just say things like, don't worry about being your best self, worry about being your healthiest self. And I'm going to say that one more time. Don't worry about being your best self. Worry about being your healthiest self. And for y'all, when I heard that, I was like, you know, like I was taken back a bit. I was like, excuse me, um, you didn't have to uh, come for my come for thy neck like that. <laughs> what do you mean? And pretty much what we were talking about is I forgot where she originally got that from, but. Um, because sometimes we hear the term like, oh, like, I'm my best self when I'm this. I'm my best self when I'm that. But at the same time, it's like, what are you at your healthiest self? Because sometimes your best self is not your healthiest self. And what I mean is, like, specifically, like, let's say, like, my best self is when I'm making straight A's in school. I get all my tasks done and I... Uh, there's cook dinner every Tuesday right let's just let's go with that random all right so that's that's your best self when you're being like productive all right but are you being like your healthiest self like are you like taking your medication when you need to be and or are you like taking time for yourself like self-care like or are you are you even like saying no to something that you don't agree with like you know setting boundaries in a healthy way and when like when C was talking to me about it I was like yo that's crazy because you know a lot of times we're like oh like this is like our best self and sometimes when I think of like the best I think of like 
maximum like you can't progress from there like how i dissected this was like if you're your best self it's like you can't elevate from there but you know we're human we're constantly we're always like we're always going we're always going we're always see we're always going we're always changing we're always evolving like we're always moving but not a lot of times are we like our healthiest self and for me like i can even i'll be the first one to say i am not at like my healthiest self like do I struggle every day with like taking my medication like regularly and on time yes like because to me like I still struggle I, like I know like medications there to help me and not to hurt me but I still struggle with it like that is one of the things where you know I struggle with it do I struggle to make sure like I eat because even though I'm of larger size I don't eat all the time I may like binge in one setting which is not healthy at all Granted, yes, I'm going to, like, I'm, you know, sign up for classes, I'm going to work on time, and I'm doing X, Y, and Z, but I'm not taking care of myself. That's, I'm not being, like, my healthiest self. I'm being my, quote, unquote, best self, but not my healthiest self. Like, am I taking time for myself to just, like, unplug and just, you know, meditate or to make sure, you know, make sure you, like, take a shower, like, you know, like, little stuff, and I say, like, take a shower, yeah, of course, I gotta take showers and stuff, but it's, like, for some people, like, getting out of bed is, like, a really hard part of their day, like, deciding whether or not to, like, participate in, like, the day or just society in general is a really hard decision, and it's, like, the little stuff that we just don't, like, think about, you know, and when she, when we were talking about it, my mind was just blown, because I was, like, how am I, being like my healthiest self you know am I going and it's it's even and I want to say healthiest self outside of like exercising and like going like you know, going to the gym and like eating healthy foods and drinking water right because I feel like in a way that kind of like perpetuates like diet culture and like if you don't like eat healthy foods like go to the gym and like drink water it's like fuck you you're not doing what you're supposed to do now granted yes those are like small and i mean small aspects of being quote-unquote healthy but they're not the entire thing you know nobody likes to talk about what are the mental blockages that are probably even preventing you from wanting to do those activities like are you hanging out with friends like are you taking time for yourself like, people don't want to talk about that. It's always, like, the physical, but never, like, the mental and emotional part. And that's where I feel like the disconnect is. Because people, when they think of, like, health, they think of it from, like, a physical. It's like, oh, like, if you're not eating chicken breast and salad every other day and going to the gym four, four, times, four to five times a week, you're not being your healthiest self. You're being lazy. You're being childish, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, let's rewind for a second because you need to have like the mental health as well because like what good is it for you to like eat these foods and like go to the gym if you're not mentally even ready or even just like present for that matter. A lot of times like we just completely overlook mental health like oh it's just how I am it's like whatever. But it's not whatever. It's your reality. And it's hard to face that because, at least for me, when it comes to, like, my own mental health, like, there are times where it's just, like, I will let, like, my depression, anxiety just, like, overrule my entire, like, week, month, sometimes even year, depending on, like, the circumstance. And I'll just stay in, like, self-doubt and, like, self-pity. Just let, you know, just let things just ride. Like, I procrastinate. 
it's just like it's some of the things like I'm still working on because you know I am human and I'm always learning always growing but it's just one of the things that it's really hard to do especially when you're in like a mental space I am because for those of you who don't know like for the new listeners tuning in I have like bipolar disorder anxiety and depression now with bipolar disorder 2 specifically on like the spectrum uh you go through like highs and lows so there's like appears like highs where most people like to categorize as like mania where you're just like you're thinking you're like on top of the world you're like oh yeah like I can fly a car I can do this I'm walking outside I'm like I'm walking outside like I'm great I'm fine everything's great nothing ruins my day what fuck that everything is positive over here baby girl and then there's like the major depressive and it's just like oh you know fucking hate this why am I here why is it that and for me having bipolar disorder too I am on like the major depressive side so I have more lows than I do high because if I had more highs than lows I would be bipolar disorder one but as bipolar disorder two I go through like really really long depressive like uh depressive like episodes at time and then even it kind of even like slipped up on me a little bit like earlier like earlier this week you know I had to just take a break because I was just it was just a lot going on in my head I was like oh my god like I'm nervous like people are listening to this podcast I have to go to work I have to get shit done for school like it was so so much stuff just lining up like day after day after day but then it's just like I don't know what it is I think like this new wave of like energy that I'm kind of holding into I kind of like stopped in and be like you know what feel your emotions you know accept them we're going to respect them and then if it's not serving you in the next I don't know one to two days then we'll just let it go because you know depression will really have you fucked up out here like your depression and like will literally have you feeling like oh I'm not worthy of anything I'm shit I'm trash like fuck life and then if you want to tie in anxiety on top of that and just be like oh you know aren't you worried about being successful on this podcast I'm like successful I just want to do it for me are you sure you want to do it for you it's like this constant like battle and it's so annoying but it's like I'm learning to let myself feel things like I'm the I if for those you know I like to curve like shit like I just mm no 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 block nope don't want to do it not gonna do it nope confrontation not over here honey like I just don't I don't like it I don't like that feeling I don't like it it's so annoying to me but at the same time I was talking to my therapist I was like I have to feel my emotions because they're there for a reason they might not sometimes they're not there when I want them to be but at the same time like I'm learning to just respect my emotions as they come I I kind of treat my feelings as if they're like visitors sometimes there's some people who you're expecting and there's some people who you're not like the folks who you're not visiting let's say it's like a it's like that that one aunt in the family that you're like oh fuck she's coming to town but hi you know you deal with it for the weekend but then after the weekend you let it go you know you deal with her little side of remarks you deal with like all whatever she puts you through and then you leave it and then you go you know like that's kind of how I feel sometimes about like my feelings I just feel like it's like that 
that aunt that you just don't want to come around, but you just have to because that's your family. But, um, and that's not to say that you need her around because she is your family because, you know, boundaries are a thing and you do have the right to say no. But in regards to feelings, it's like, okay, I can't put you out because this is like, they're in my body. I can't release them. But I can deal with them and just accept them for what they are and know that this is just a temporary space. So it just really got me thinking. I was like, I'm not being like my healthiest self. Like what what's the point of me having a podcast that documents like my mental health if I'm not actually taking the time to, you know, uh, uh, to just like, you know, actually do the things that matter like quote unquote doing the work um and it's hard because when you think like you know like you're in like a good headspace you're like oh like I'm on top of the world like I got this I got this like nothing can bring me down you know we'll have bumps in the roads but cool and then it's like it's like anxiety will come in and then you're just like all over the place and then like depression kind of gives you one of those like uncomfortable hugs but you don't know whether to like release it or to hug it back. That's that's how it feels to me. And it's like, it's kind of like the friends you just don't know how to say, hey, I don't know how to be friends with you, but they still give you something in a way. Like in a way for me, like anxiety gives me like this sense of just feeling like I can make some type of like decisions, even though they're anxious as hell decisions, I can just make them in depression in a way just kind of like comforts me in a way and it's like I don't want to give in to them as much but it's just this sometimes it's just like how I feel it's like I feel like sometimes they're just doing like a one-two combination on my like brain but I'm just like well shit like like what like what is this right now but yeah like it's just I just wasn't being I'm not even I'm not like my healthiest self and I feel like I'm still working on that. And I feel like it's okay to know that sometimes your best self is not your healthiest self. Because I'll take it, for instance, when I was in school. I thought I was my best self if I was excelling in academics. Like, I was like, ooh, 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 I'm going to excel in academics. I'm going to be a great student, a great daughter. I'm going to, like help people I'm going to just be like amazing in those areas right that's what I categorize as me being my best is when I excelled in a classroom but was I being my healthiest self when I would not ask for help when I needed like was I being my healthiest self when I would just go through like episodes of like binging because I was stressed about uh like my like my home life or was I being my healthiest self when I contemplated like suicide and I'll and I know you know suicide is such like like such a trigger word and such a trigger topic and but it it needs to be talked about um sorry y'all um if I get emotional don't don't mind me I'm just trying to you know uh get be more in tune with my emotions and just you know let them come as they come but like was I being my healthiest self when I contemplated on wanting to cut myself you know like 
I wasn't. Like, I just thought, hey, like, everybody sees you as being the smart, amazing person. So you are going to be smart. Like, you will not hang out with your friends. You will, you're going to bring your homework to your family gatherings instead of having fun. You're going to stress about an exam that's in three months instead of worrying about the project that's due tomorrow. Like, you are going to worry and overanalyze and critique yourself because that is your best self. That was not my best self. I hit a lot of lows in high school and it drove me to voluntarily check myself in into like, you know, like a psychiatric ward. Um, and it just led me to wanting to like get help for myself. Cause I was like, I know there's more to me than a textbook. When I was younger, I couldn't see it. Like at that 16, 16 year old Erica who just discovered the fact that like she has depression, like I couldn't, I couldn't unravel that I can be anything better than a test score or a, like a grade letter on a, or my name, excuse me, for, on a piece of paper at the honor roll like uh assembly like I thought those things like gave me like validity but they didn't because here I am six years later and none of that shit matters what matters now is that I am being more consistent with going to therapy I am sharing more laughs and hugs with family and friends I am taking the time to say no when things just don't suit me I am you know really trying it's really fucking hard but trying to like you know put healthy foods in my body you know changing my outlook on like exercise and like things of that nature like those are the things that are serving me not stressing about shit that just does not matter like I'm not being my healthiest self I mean am I being my healthiest self right now probably not but I'm a work in progress and I'm okay with being a work in progress like back then I didn't I didn't think I was worth anything, you know? And it's sad because, you know, being like 15, 16, just thinking like your existence is like you exist. It's just, you know, like you, you just exist. Like you're, you're like, you're like matter. You're just there, you know? Like you don't have a life. Like what, who are you? You know, like you're, you're fucking nobody. Like who the fuck cares? Great, you can make an A on the test score, but there's nothing else to you. But I'm learning, like, there are so many other layers to Erica. Like, I, like, and see, Cece and I were talking about this the other day. Like, you determine your own definition of who you are. Like, in the podcast title, like, even for me just putting, like, a black queer woman, like, the word queer, just, like, my identity as being, like, a lesbian, like, that is still hard for me to grasp the terms with even though I know that there's like family friends who support me I I'm I'm still stuck on like what will society say you know like society already like looks at me as like a black person and goes no a woman goes no and putting gay on top of that no if you want to add being like big and like dark skin like society's like girl go somewhere the only like like the only like kind of a boxes I want to say like I don't check is being like a non-able-bodied person and like in severe like poverty, you know, like the like outside of that, it's like I check all of like the fuck yous that society says no to for the most part, and sometimes you're like, well, damn, like 
do I do I even matter? You know, like who like who who even cares about me? But then I'm realizing like so many people care about me and just me and outside of my titles of being like a black, like queer college student, like there's so many more. Like I can now call myself a creative, you know? Like I never thought I had this side of me to like do something pretty amazing like you know my family's very talented like you know like my niece my sister she sings like my niece she's a dancer um getting to acting like my brother he sings and he's like an amazing chef my aunt's a chef my mom's a baker and then you know there was just me I was like oh I can I can study for a test and hopefully make an A or a B. Like, that's all I thought that was to me. But there's, like, no. Like, I'm dishing that narrative because it no longer serves me. Like, I happen to be a Black queer college student who is a creative, who is funny, who is loving, who is kind. Like, that, those are the definitions of, like, my healthiest self. Are there still room for improvement? Yes. But that's for me to decide. Like, my definitions of Erica Renee Johnson are up to me and to nobody else. And it's taking me a long time to realize that because I'm just like, a part of me is like, nah, 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 nah. It is too good to be true. Like, this cannot happen. Nope. Mm-mm. Nah, 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 nah. Can't happen. Nope. Fuck you. You know, but then I have to, like, pull myself out of it and just be like, you deserve to to live instead of merely exist you know like when you've had to survive for a majority of your for i'm gonna say majority i would say like a well no i'm gonna say like a majority portion of your life sometimes you just don't know what it's like to just live and to thrive you know like how do you like how are you how am i sometimes i don't know how to live outside of like the trauma that i've endured like how do i live life outside of that or granted, like, through therapy and just, like, working, like, you know, I'm working on that. But, like, sometimes I just think I don't deserve it. But I have to keep, like, tricking my mind to say, like, yes, you do deserve it, you know? Like, you deserve respect. You deserve, like, you know, love. You deserve, like, kindness. You deserve those things. Like, you deserve people to pretty much show a reflection of what you show others, you know? And that is a part of me learning to be, like, my healthiest self. Uh, do I have a best self? No. Because, you know, people are like, what's your definition of your best self? Uh, like, no, I'm not. I don't have a best self. Because for me, like, a best self means, like, I don't have room to grow. Like, I don't have room to improve. I don't have the room to, like, to grow. No. Like, I'm I'm a student at life. Like, I'm, I'm always down to learn something new. I, I always want to hear new perspectives and take on new challenges like that is what I want to be a part of my healthy self my healthiest self is to continue learning and to like take care of myself in like it's maximum capacity I don't think there's like too much of like taking care of yourself I don't feel like there's a limit on how much you should or can like take care of yourself um and I say that term like loosely because I know um, I know like there are some people who like maybe like physically cannot like take care of yourself, but I'm thinking more of like on the mental and emotional side. So I just wanted to put that out there. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of the things like I'm I'm creating 
my definition of who I am because I won't say redefining because I never knew who I was so I'm in the process now of just defining what my healthiest self looks like and then as, as well as what my healthiest self should feel like think like act like etc etc but um but yeah so that it really just struck a chord in me when she said like don't worry about being your best self worry about being your healthiest self and healthiness is a holistic perspective it is not like I said you can eat quinoa and carrots and go to the gym five days a week and drink water and have like the skin of like the Nile River but if you are not good upstairs it's pointless it's pointless you're like a robot at that point you have no feelings as you know like we're all human and we're all there to like learn and develop and just recreate and i just feel like working on your healthiest self is like the least we can do for ourselves in any capacity that we're able to give you know because sometimes like your okayness is just fine people like oh i'm doing like an okay job well that's fine you know i feel like we beat ourselves up too much talking about how like oh i'm not where i want to be nobody's where they want to be i mean granted there are some people who are in like the positions who they dreamt of since they were like a little kid and there are some people who are in positions where they are not where they could even think of but that is okay like because I have to keep reminding myself that I'm in the right place at the right time in the right moment. And this moment right here is where Erica Renee Johnson is supposed to be. This is the this is this space, this moment right here. This is where I'm supposed to be. This is a part of me becoming my healthiest self because my best self is like a false narrative. That's just not real. But my healthiest self is what I'm defining. So, you know, I just ask you all to just think about ways that we're being like our healthiest self. Because like I said, I know I have lots of work to do. Okay, like I have so much work to do when it comes to being my healthiest self. Don't don't even get me started. My therapy's tomorrow, child, I'm working on it. Child, I'm working on it. But like in all seriousness, um... I would really like to hear like your you all's opinion on like what is your healthiest self. So once again, um the email to the show is headwrapsandheadachespod at gmail.com. I would really love for you all to like email the show because I really just want to like delve into what your perspectives are and like what you think about this topic. Um so yeah, um so that wraps up for the unwrap and unpack segment. And once again, don't worry about being your best self. Worry about being your healthiest self. Okay? Alrighty. So we are almost done with the show. <laughs> no. Uh, but I just wanted to introduce a segment called, oh, really now? And this is a segment where I feel like things either tried it or they tried me. Now, this topic I'm about to go in about, this this topic fucking grinds my gears. It's about, like, a state trying it, okay? Because 
I when I heard about the story, I was livid. Okay, fucking livid. But we're gonna get into it. So Pennsylvania, what's good? What the what the fuck is up? What's good? Like y'all need a hug? Like what the fuck is up? Because y'all bitches are dizzy. Okay. Because let me ugh, calm down here. Let me tell y'all. So. A Pennsylvania school district sent letters to parents threatening that if they do not, threatening to put their children in foster care if they do not pay their student lunch debt. I'm going to say that again. A school district in Pennsylvania threatened to put children in foster care if parents are unable to to pay for their student lunch debt. Now y'all, like, granted, I don't have kids. The only kid I have close to me is my niece. I, when I tell y'all, the kids nowadays already go through so fucking much as it is. Like to think like, you know, having somebody shoot up your school was threatening enough. Knowing that you could go to school and know that that's the last time you say goodbye to your parents or guardian for a school lunch that's probably like $2? Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? So you're going to sit here and tell me a child deserves to go into foster care and we already know how some of these foster care systems are. And this is not to say all of them because I know people who've been into foster care who have been amazing products of it so this is not to them i'm not shitting on the foster care like sister i'm just simply shitting on like the foster care systems who are like bad you know like the people who take in children to get a check every month like i'm talking about those type of parents and we all know what this statement is gearing towards they're gearing towards black and brown children because i bet you if you were to put this into a white neighborhood there would not be so potential giving your kids to foster care. Fuck no, no. You're targeting black and brown children to threaten them in probably like low income neighborhoods who are unable to pay their student lunch debt. That's what the keyword is student lunch debt. So you're going to threaten to put my child into a fucking foster care because I probably didn't have it this month and we don't like do we not think about maybe why the parent or guardian was unable to pay for their like child's lunch because school lunch is expensive and for most people their child eating lunch that day is the only meal a child can have because it's already bad enough at least like with I'm gonna just talk about PG County public schools because in pg county if you didn't have enough lunch money them lunch ladies or that lunch man would snatch that fucking tray out your hand and give you a cold ass cheese sandwich with not even an apple string cheese nothing just a cheese sandwich with like a one day to expire chocolate or regular ass milk or grape juice and be like be on your fucking way have a great day like, my whole thing is if you can sit there and snatch food out of the mouths of babies you are fucking like sick like seek help now like i could not go to bed at night knowing you know what i'm gonna be the motherfucker who sends out the letter to say like hey if your ass cannot take care of your child's lunch student lunch student lunch debt you could possibly end up in foster care like 
you know how much that could fuck up a kid's psyche just knowing like oh today may be the last day i hug my fucking mom because she wasn't able to pay for my fucking lunch bill are you fucking serious right now this is ludicrous and the story just gets worse all right i'm gonna go into the fucking article because y'all when i tell you i oh my god i wanted to fucking flip a goddamn table because i was just like you dizzy bitches like are you fucking serious right now because it turns out and this is the point where i almost threw up turns out an official by the name of todd carmichael who happens to be the ceo of la colombe coffee roasters headquartered in philadelphia right so they own like a coffee business great for them they had actually offered to pay over $22,000 worth of debt for local students. Let me let me tell y'all. Let me repeat that number. You're telling me this amazing CEO by the name of Todd Carmichael was willing and able to pay off over $22,000 worth of debt for local students? And guess what these officials said? Just, just guess. All right, you guessed it right. They said no. Or they, and they said, I think in the article it says, um, uh, the school board president, Joseph Mazur, um, they denied it or they can't like, justify his accents because it says, Mr. Mazur, I am offering to pay. I'm reading this article from The Hill. Mr. Mazur, I am offering to pay this debt in full by saying no, you are just not shaming families who elected you, but you are placing this burden on wvw taxpayers and that's completely unstare unstare jesus i'm getting pissed unfair so you mean to tell me that there was this person willing and able to pay over twenty two thousand dollars for local students debt to get rid of this issue and the fucking school board president said no you are a sick twisted motherfucker if you can sit there and just deny help for an issue you probably fucking caused but you hate black and brown children that fucking much or even i don't even want to say just black and brown children but we already know which which demographic they're targeting towards you mean to tell me you hate children you hate children that fucking much that you would not accept a twenty two thousand dollar donation to make sure these babies have something to eat in their mouth you're fucking ditzy like you're fucking wild right now bro like are you serious like i could not I can only imagine, like, like, because my niece, she goes to charter school. She doesn't, you know, like, they, they serve her lunch. I'm not going to say, like, which school she goes to. But it's, like, I can only imagine if she just, like, my niece actually just left. My niece and my sister actually just left my house not too long ago. I can only imagine if her sitting down on my bed saying, bye, Auntie Erica, I love you, was the last time I got to see her because her school decided to send out letters. Let's say, hypothetically, my sister couldn't pay for a student lunch and as, and then the next day she's in some fucking foster care like she's in the foster care system bitch when i tell you i would have lit that shit up like no like that is the shit no fuck no like that is when i'm questioning humanity i'm just like when are we like when is it going to stop because you don't want to feed children 
You don't want to have reform to stop these guns from people going the fuck off in schools. Like, y'all really hate fucking children that much. And this is the time where I need all my fucking pro-lifers to stand the fuck up and be in Pennsylvania right now. Because if you can fight for a cluster of cells, you can fight for kids who do not have school lunch. Like, you should be fighting for kids who are in cages right now. Because this is some bullshit. And we all know this is bullshit. I could not, y'all, like, my head is pounding because I'm just like, why, like, like, how could you do that? Like, I couldn't, I could not sit with myself. I couldn't sit with myself knowing that I'm taking food out of the mouths of children, really anyway, but children who are most likely not in the position to defend themselves. You're telling me somebody is willing to pay $22,467 of debt for these babies to eat. And there's the fact that a letter may go out to say that your child may no longer be with you because you couldn't you couldn't pay for a fucking $2 lunch, which is probably, like, disgusting anyway. Fuck y'all. Like, honestly, like, like, Mr. What the fuck is your name? Fucking, we talk. Oh yeah, fucking Joseph Mazur. You def- choke on a fucking dildo because you're trash. All right, you are fucking trash. Like this is. <sighs> calm down, Erica. Calm- no, no, fuck it. I'm not. I can't calm down. I can't. I can't because it's like I don't have children. But let's say if, if the shit was, if it was my child, baby, let me tell you something. Like that, that school district would be Erica Renee Johnson school district after I'm done with Mr. Joseph Mazur. And I'm going to say his name because he's fucking trash. Like, I, like, how can you sit there and not let a child eat? And for mo- like I said, for most kids, like eating lunch is the only meal they'll get for the day. So if you're going to threaten to put them into foster care, you're fucked up. Get help. Like, seriously, get help because that is not right. Like, I can't imagine being sitting on that meeting wearing my fucking lapels and fucking handkerchief and navy blue shoot talking about some, you know what? Like, the debt's a problem, but I feel like to get parents to pay is to put them into foster care. Like, what? And this is not even to know what the parents' like situations is. Because I'm assuming if the parents had it, they would pay it. Like, nobody is like not willing just to pay for the child to eat, okay? Like, come on now. Like, you have to think about this. Like, did you ever wonder, hmm, maybe as like a school district, let's let's actually think about a solution that we can incorporate. Maybe, I don't know, start by bringing down the prices. Because if it's like a two, three dollar lunch, if you know like the people in your area only can only afford 25, 50 cents, fuck it. It's going to be 25, 50 cents. Like, you know, work with certain organizations to like donate food. Like my whole thing is just like, there's other ways than threatening a child's livelihood to get action started like stop affecting these children like i'm telling y'all right now like these like the next generation is going to fucking revolt okay like i know a lot of people are just like oh like we just gotta like let these people you know you gotta let them die out because sometimes dying out is not it's not enough all right because y'all need y'all ass what because y'all are wild as shit right now because the fact that you can sit there and be like, you know what? Let's actually put these kids into foster care. 
and threaten to like you know take them away from like their parents or their guardians because they can't pay a raggedy ass lunch fuck your little raggedy ass lunch fuck you and your little bitch ass raggedy lunch mr joseph mazur okay like i y'all i can't i can't but i'm gonna wrap this up because i can go on forever pennsylvania tighten up all right tighten up I don't know what y'all, I don't know what needs to happen, but tighten up. I don't know what petition I need to sign to make sure these babies get something in their, like, you know, get food. Like, I will sign it. But what we're not about to do is threaten to take children away from them families for some bitch-ass school lunch. Because that's what we're not doing. And that's on period. Whew. All right, y'all. I have ranted. I have talked my piece. Or really, piece says all right all right y'all i'm sorry i had to get my shit together um <laughs> it was just a lot but once again thank you so much for tuning into the second episode of head wraps and headaches i'm your host erica johnson please don't forget to uh, don't forget to uh like rate and subscribe via itunes don't forget to listen on soundcloud i'm available on spotify and google play music it was a pleasure tuning in this week. I am so, 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 so grateful for all of you. And don't forget, uh, we must stay moisturized and accountable. We cannot be ashy and problematic or we're going to end up like Joseph Missouri. All righty. Thank you so much. Bye.